Do you need levels or anything? I mean, keep talking. Keep talking to me, baby. You gandered at my world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. You, you gandered. gandered. <laughs> Wait, I got the line up. It's, you gandered at my ward, Johanna. You gandered at her. Yes, sir. You, you gandered. gandered. <laughs> I wrote down the same line, I baby. fucking love it. <laughs> Maybe I always forget about it. It's maybe one of my favorite lines in any movie. Hey, I'm Liza. And I'm Mike. We're a married couple with too many DVDs. 1,321 to be exact. Look, physical media is great, but we definitely don't need 1,321 DVDs. No, we don't. So we started this podcast where every other week we choose two movies to watch and discuss. And when we're done, we can only keep one. This, this is DVD Deathmatch. Death Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome to spooky season. It is spooky season. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. Let's it's spooky time. <laughs> you know what we did the other day? What? What did we do the to other ring day? in spooky season? What you weren't you? there. You went to see Lizzo. But oh. <laughs> lit a fire. Curled up with the girls on the couch. Watched over the garden wall. You did for oh my favorite annual autumn tradition i love it tradition. i love it so much yeah if you haven't seen over the garden wall we'll keep this brief <laughs> if you haven't seen over the garden wall it's this cartoon network show mm-hmm. whole thing whole season one season whole season's like 90 minutes mm-hmm. and it's just these two kids like in kind of like if if like autumn was a place or fall vibes were a were a Narnia had their own Narnia. If Fall Vibes had their own Narnia, yeah, get into it. Yeah, that's where they're stuck and they gotta find their way out. And Melanie Linsky's in it. Potatoes and, and molasses. That's right. And Tim Curry's <laughs> in it. And it's like it, Christopher Lloyd and Elijah Wood. It's incredible. It's one of my favorite things. And you gotta watch it every year at, in October and November. So. <laughs> anyway, those are the rules. You have to. That's my topic at the you top. Have to. Yeah, I went to see Lizzo. You did. I did. How was Lizzo? It was great. She was incredible. She's incredible. Um, and it was very cool because, you know, been a been a Lizzo stan for a while now. A so long time. Saw her at Webster Hall. Saw yeah. her at a place in Brooklyn. And now saw her at Madison Square Garden. And she sold out Madison Square Garden. It's just like, I'm like weirdly proud, even though I know I don't have, <laughs> I obviously don't have anything to do with her rise to fame. Sure. But it's just like... So wonderful. And I saw this great tweet I was telling you where someone was, the the gist of it was like, um, you know, basically right wing people are so mad that they can't be mad at Lizzo because she's literally the most wholesome person you've ever met. So it's never been more apparent that they're just angry that she's a flack. Oh, my God. A flack. She's a flack black woman. (laughs) She's a fat black woman. Right. Um, and it's like, yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah, triggering man. for the worst fucking people. Yeah, it's exactly. Crazy. Um, oh, she does this thing about like self love right. and like how amazing you are, and and they want to stay mad about it. They it's do incredible. They truly do, <laughs> and they can they can die mad for all I care. Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, real quick too, before we get started, we're gonna we got a quick. lot to talk about. These we are two, really do. These are two. 
powerhouses. Hefty movies, I would say. <laughs> juicy movies. Ooh, juicy. Juicy texts to dive into. Oh, God. Um, but real quick, we watched what I think is one of our favorite genres of movie mm-hmm. is like two people stuck somewhere movies. Okay. And we watched Fall. We did. Which is like the latest like and it's about these kind of ex- the latest one of these movies and it's about these two extreme climbers. Yeah. And their latest project is they're going to climb up uh this huge old telephone tower yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And then they get up there and then they get stuck up there and Oof. that's the whole movie and Oof. it's and then you know they're fighting with each other, and then there's like it's sort there's of vultures. Sur- it's a survival tale, <laughs> and I think it's like in the vein of movies like um, The Shallows. Is that what it's called with Blake Lively. Oh yeah, is it Blake Lively? Yeah. I don't know the title of this movie, and I don't know who's in it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, but one of our favorite right, genres, exactly, exactly. No, no, no. I think it's The Shallows, and it is Blake. The Lively. Shallows and. Um, Open Water is another one. Mm. And do you remember the movie about the people stuck on the uh, on the ski lift? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think it's called Frozen. Um, Are there wolves? Yeah, there's wolves. And there's, like, they also, <laughs> I think their skin gets stuck to the seat. Yeah. And so they, like, have to tear the, their flesh Ooh, and stuff. Oh, gnarly. It was, it was a gnarly one. But Fall was, like, a pretty good example. It was, like, you know, it had... It was entertaining. It was too long. It was too long. But it was a pretty good example of just that, like, oh, stuck survival kind of thing. Yeah. I think I think we like like we saw the trailers for that and we were like, oh yeah, oh we're gonna see it. Oh, it's fall time, baby. <laughs> and we watched it at the beginning of fall. So we did. Great. We did. Um, I love it. Do we have any topics at the top? No, that's it. It's just what we've been watching. Oh, great. <laughs> well, <laughs> and you saw Lizzo. That's a good topic. I saw Lizzo. I did people, see Lizzo. People be mad at her. Yeah, it's a good topic. Well. Um, Listen, let, let's let, as as you said, this is a juicy one. So let's just, let's get into it. Let's squeeze that juice, you y'all. Squeeze that juice, juice as we blame always it say. Y'all, you're never gonna believe this. We watched two movies. Two, 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 dose, two, dose, two, duh, great. Um, we watched The Game from 1997 and Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street from 2007. Yeah, we did. Let's kick it off with The Game, shall we? As I said, 1997, directed by The Finch. The Finch is back, baby! The Finch is back. That's what we're going with. (laughs) David Fincher. And our IMDb summary is, after a wealthy San Francisco banker is given an opportunity to participate in a mysterious game, his life is turned upside down as he begins to question if it might really be a concealed conspiracy to destroy him. Now, this is our third David Fincher after... Social Network, which you'll remember is in episode 66, which I definitely remember, and uh, uh, Fight Club, which is in episode 29, which you'll remember. Um, Anyway, so that's something. It's our third David Fincher. It's the game from 1997. Mm -hmm. Cards on the table. This is one of my favorite movies. And I know, I don't know if it came up when we were talking about my favorite movies. I don't think it did. (laughs) I have a lot of favorite movies. I did check if it's on, and I because I made a list a while ago. I was like, let me do a top 100. Yeah. It's definitely on the top 100. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> it's, I love it so much. I know. It's, this is something it, I knew about you. 
There, and you had never seen it before. I could I've have sworn we watched this movie before. I know. And it was so funny because you said you had never seen it. And I was like, well, we'll get like two minutes in. And she'd be like, oh, right, this movie. <laughs> And, uh, but then you watch, and you watch, and you watch the whole thing and. And I do, I mean, like, listen. And you still, and no, I mean, I believe you. I believe you. It's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that I did see it and fully forgot. That has happened. But you wouldn't forget the game by David Fincher, 1997. You wouldn't forget that. I mean, you know. Um. Um, but I do not, watching it, I, I, I did not, it did not jog any memories. One it, of my favorites. It felt like watching it for the first time, which is really maybe potentially the magic of the game. You know what I mean? The magic of the game. Is that every time feels like the first time. Did we talk about IMD summary? I just said it. I just you read did? it. Yes. Good Lord. Cut Are this you out. okay? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm deeply not. Um, I was. I, I don't know where my brain was. <laughs> I was I was looking up the other David Fincher like, movies. I know where your brain was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then you already know that after a wealthy seven. Okay. Anyway, um, um. Yeah. It's great. So Michael. That's Douglas, a pretty good summary for it. It is a pretty good summary. By the by. Stars Michael Douglas. Yes. Who never been better in a, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah. He plays a, a wealthy San Francisco banker, as yeah. as it was said. Yeah, yeah. And he's got this kind of like perfect life, or is it? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think right off the bat, you know that it's not a perfect life. He's just very wealthy and he's, and he's, he's divorced and he's got some old dead dad trauma. Don't we all? Oh yeah. Don't we all? (laughs) Well, don't we all? And also we should talk just like that dead dad, the movie starts with that, um, old, like eight millimeter kind of footage Mm -hmm. of a family gathering when he's a kid and his father, and uh, there's clowns there, and there's it's all these. It's his kind birthday, of, right? Yeah. It's his, yeah. And there's all these kind of like um, Easter eggs there that you'll see throughout the movie a little bit, and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, that footage, it's so funny because uh, this doesn't. I know you don't watch the show, but like the opening titles of Succession mm. feel like such a fucking blatant ripoff of the game to me. Really? Because that's that's exactly what they are. They look they look exactly the same mm, as that. Okay. It's very interesting. Anyway, and it's also like so evocative and creepy. And we're talking about this movie for spooky season. Yes. And just right off the bat, it's not a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It it's I it's, I would say it's horror. But. Yeah, I, exactly. Like I feel like I feel like I understand why you put it in in with the spooky season picks. It um, is a, it's a thriller. It's a, it, um, oh my God. At the very least, it is very close to one of my actual nightmares. It feels very yes. aligned with the thing from Face Off. Right. Where we were just talking a, about this. Yes. Where there's a secret and two or three people know, like you go undercover, two people know, and then those people are dead. The and Donnie now Brasco no one departed yeah. face-off problem. Exactly. Yes. And it's ve- it's not quite the same thing, but it's no, very but you, similar. You've talked about this, and we might have talked about it on the podcast recently, but like everyone lying to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, everyone is lying to me, mm-hmm. being a huge fear of yours. And yeah. that's like, I, I wrote that down because it's... The Truman Show also, it's like this all came out at this, like, I think this was the same year as The Truman Show. Oh, yeah. And it's also related to, like, Dark City, which is another movie that came out around this time, which I love, which is like a, again, like a kind of constructed reality, everyone is lying, what is reality kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, 
I don't know what was going on in the late nineties, but you know, (laughs) it was like where everyone was worried about this kind of stuff. Yeah. But, um, but it also feels like a horror movie to me and we'll get into the plot a little more, but it feels like a horror movie to me because look, I took a fucking class in college. I don't know if you, I don't know if you've heard of SUNY purchase. (laughs) You have a degree, (laughs) but I, in the pitches. Yeah, exactly. I have a degree in the pitches and I took a class on horror comedy because that's a, great use of everyone's money mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and but it was one of my favorite classes obviously we watched so so many great horror movies so many great comedies and talked about the theory behind them and like i think about it all the time with like this it's the same because they're they're so intertwined mm-hmm. what horror and comedy you know whatever do right. and it's all about like introducing this is so fucking basic. You don't need a degree for this. Can you just say your point and not make <laughs> excuses every 10 seconds? Um, Could you give that a whirl? Uh, <laughs> it's all about introducing chaos into order. Yes. And Michael Douglas, in this movie, as Nicholas Van Orden, right. thinks that his life is in order. Yeah, well, it's the it's the epitome of order. It's... right. I get up, I have this for breakfast, I eat it standing in the kitchen, I go to work, I I do my job. Exactly. And it's all, everything in its right place, it's all, everything at its right time. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a very ordered life, but it's a lonely life. It is a lonely life. And he's got some, like, daddy issues and stuff. Yeah, baggage. So it's his birthday, Um, his brother, who's kind of this agent of chaos. Sean Penn. Sean Penn shows up at lunch. Mm Mm-hmm. And gives him a gift. And it, the other thing about this movie, it fucking moves, bro. It does. Like it's it really over, moves. it's over two hours, and I always cannot believe it's over two hours because it feels to me, it always feels like I mean, not to spoil anything, but it's always like it's always like, wait, we're already in Mexico? Like that's where <laughs> that like that always happens to me when I watch this movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> like Wait, I, we're already in Mexico? No, I'm like, oh, we're in Mexico already? Like, holy shit. Yeah. But Sidebar, very quickly. Sean Penn, Michael Douglas. Young Sean Penn and young Michael Douglas. Weirdly a really good, like, familial match for this mm-hmm. movie. Like, it's that... Because they don't look exactly alike, but exactly. it's like the it's energy. Like, it's like you and Steve. Like, it's yeah. like you guys are the same thing, but you don't actually look alike. Right, right, right. It, it works very well. I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Um... My brother's name is Steve, everyone. Just <laughs> out there in case you were taking notes. Um, so uh, Sean Penn gives him a gift, and it's a it's a certificate, like gift card, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, to this company, CRS, which is like pitched very vaguely for the entire first half of the movie as mm-hmm. – for the entire movie. Yeah. Very vaguely as like an experiential – Kind of, uh, what would you call it? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, an, he an has trouble. It's, he, yeah, it's an, an experience. experience. Yeah. And Sean Penn is like, this is going to change your life. It changed mine. I did it in London. Like, right. it's immersive. And, you know, Nicholas is like, oh, so it's like fantasy role playing nonsense. Yeah. What like, he this? thinks it's like LARPing. And right. it's like, no. And um, it's, he, or first, he thinks it's an escort service. And then, yeah. He, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he like overhears to, men at the club talking about it and he asks them about it and they're just as vague. Right. One of them does a, it's a Bible verse at him about yeah. like, I was blind and now I see or something right. like it's that. Like, you want to know what it is? It's whereas once I was blind, now I can see. Yeah. Um, so it's all very like mysterious. Right. So then he goes and he, he goes to redeem this mm-hmm. and he goes to, and he takes a bunch of tests and like, um, I, we talked about him in, 
Oh, Talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah. James Rebhorn. Mm-hmm. I fucking love James Rebhorn. He's great. He's so good. R.I.P. to him. I know. What a career, though. Like, right. Just, Independence he, Day. He's that guy. Right. Independence Day. Yeah. He's, uh, plays a uh, Nimziki. Yeah. Which is <laughs> yeah, man. A name I will always remember for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, he's great. He plays the guy who's like kind of leading him through this process and like eating Chinese food and kind of like feet up on the table and like, oh yeah, just take the, this questionnaire and like, you know, do whatever. And then we'll let you know, Yeah, you know, and then I don't want to spoil too much. We'll, we, I know. I, don't, we I really don't want to spoil too much of it. Right. Because it's, I mean, I think we should do a like skip ahead. Yeah. Because I want to know, I, I've been talking, I'm so interested in what you thought of this movie okay if we get if we start to get too deep in it i'll put a skip ahead okay. in, but i feel like we can talk about it without spoiling too much right i really do yeah and essentially I feel like we should try uh, yeah essentially i'll just give it a very brief like um he the the game starts mm-hmm. and it's just uh it's he they start to his life starts to unravel like they right. start to unravel his life it turns out the game is this nefarious thing that is trying to uh, destroy his life. Right. That's all. It's chaos into it's chaos. Into, into his order. order. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, but I want to, I've been talking so much. I want to know what you thought of this movie. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, I liked it. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I didn't love it, no. but I, but I liked no. it. No, no, no. I did really like it. I honest, and I honestly think that, um, a big part of what keeps me from, loving it is the fact that it is that the subject it's the same reason why i don't love the treatment show like it it is my actual nightmare okay well we'll talk about that later on the treatment show episode. <laughs> no but you know what i mean no, like i know what you mean it's this but it's the same thing where it's like well it's how do stressful. you yes it's too stressful for me <laughs> to like actually enjoy it now um it's got you know mystery element it's got puzzle element it's right. got like it ha- it ticks all the boxes and right. i and i enjoyed watching it um i did not have the same experience of like it feeling very fast i agree that it moves oh, okay. but it did feel like 2 hours to me okay but that's probably because this is the first time i've watched it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like if you've watched a movie a thousand times and you love it then yeah. it feels faster but yeah um but it but it it didn't feel like a slog. It right. just felt like two hours. <laughs> right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Um, Cause there was a lot, a lot that happened. There's so right. much that happens. Like yeah. it's just, um, I loved the performances. It, like, he, yeah. like there's a lot of like comedy in it. It's, it's Fincher. It's very like, yeah, exactly. He's so good at putting funny shit in yeah. dramatic movies. Like yeah, exactly. And Zodiac it, baby. Right. Well, and it's, and it's very interesting to think about like, um, uh, what a what a David Fincher movie is mm-hmm. because they all feel so different. Like it's not like the Coen Brothers where it's like those movies are all the same thing. <laughs> They're not. Okay. They're brilliant. Gonna, you, we love them. You gotta you gotta <laughs> cool it. <laughs> no, 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 you gotta no. cool it over no, there. No, but you know no, what I, I mean. I know what you mean. I know and, what you mean. And it's it like you start a Coen Brothers movie and you know it's a Coen Brothers movie yes. immediately. Yes. And I don't know that if that if I didn't know this was Fincher, I don't know that I'd be like, oh, this is Fincher. And I love his movies, yeah. you know what I mean? So that part is really wild to me because it both felt like him and didn't at the same time. And that was really cool. I thought, well, I think this is also early. Fincher. Right. This is right. So this is interesting. Cause it's after seven mm. and seven 
was so he did Alien Three, which was like a disaster for him. I love Alien Three, but like <laughs> he's disowned it and whatever. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's technically whatever. But um, <laughs> uh, and then Seven, which is like this massive hit mm-hmm. and is iconic and definitely horror, definitely horror, and is also like in the culture in this way and is, and I think defines him. In everyone's mind, oh, that's like the seven guy, mm-hmm. and then he does the game, which is also a thriller and also like mind bendy, right? Um, but is way different, yeah, than seven yeah. in every way. And then comes Fight Club, right? And then we're into you know the two thousands, obviously, whatever, right? But um, but like, it's just so. It's interesting to hear you say that you couldn't tell this is Fincher because I, it's like I hear that. And also, oh, did I say, we did Fight Club. Oh, and I said Social Network. Yeah, yeah, you did. Sorry. That's okay. Um, it's interesting to hear you say that you didn't know this was Fincher because it's like, oh, I think it's because it's like early. Yeah. It's still, it's not, you, there's no Trent Reznor score. It's I, like, well, <laughs> right. Well, and it just, and it, 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 it feels like, this is very stupid and specific, but it does feel like if you, if I didn't know it was Fincher and you were like, who do you think directed this? What my response would be was, I don't know. It feels kind of like Fincher, but not really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I what know I mean? What mean. Yeah. So it's like it's not that he doesn't have a signature. Yeah. It's that he he seems looking at his catalog, he he's so versatile. Yeah. Um and that's really great. I think right. that's awesome. I think that's like, you know, it, it is also cool to be the Coen brothers. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like it's right. it's just this very um it was a very like interesting addition to because I've seen a lot of Fincher. So it yeah. was like, oh, how have I not seen this one? And it's a surprise every time. A and surprise I love that. every time, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um a thing that I love about this movie is that mm. it's a th- I really like first of all I love Michael Douglas's character. I love where it goes. It's if you I mean you kind of from what we were saying about introducing order to chaos, it's like he get you know, you get what what's gonna happen in this movie. He gets kind of like broken down to his most elemental kind of like who are you yeah. inside yeah that's like every journey in a you know in most in most movies anyway yeah but that's like a really what this is about mm-hmm. and he sells it in such like he's a fucking banker i, I don't know. care about him i know but like there's just there's a moment in the end where he's cr- like where he's crying and i'm like so emotional yeah about Whatever. But then um, (laughs) the other thing I really love about this is that he's smart. Mm. Like he knows what's going on. Not, not, he doesn't know what's going on, but I mean like he's not always like trying to figure it out or whatever. Right. But they're fucking with him. Right. In a huge way. Right. Throughout the entire movie, like, and fucking with his life and fucking with his money and fucking with his relationships and fucking with all this shit. Right. And so it's like. He's reacting in such a way that you would react where you're like, what the, like, I don't care what you're doing, but stop doing it. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, like, that's, I think that's part of, 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 you know, the, the pace of it. It moves yeah. so quickly. You know, like I, I have a note here that, that just says, why is he so bad at explaining? Cause there's a point obviously where he, he is aligned with someone else and they're like, what's going on? And yeah. he's trying to explain that he got this gift from his brother and he's, terrible at explaining it and normally that would bother me but it moves so quickly that it's like oh he doesn't have the time he doesn't have the time to organize his thoughts in a way that he can convey yeah 
prop like it's not like you know it's not the same situation where it's like well you're just not explaining because that makes the plot better it's like right. oh no, no no shit is happening right and you you don't have time right and I, I like that was just really great i thought like yeah <clears throat> i thought i also thought um i wrote down actually i look at my notes i wrote down this is one of those everyone is lying to you movies that liza hates yeah <laughs> yeah it's just like it just made it's like so uncomfortable right. and just so like, and I think I think that's maybe like maybe not universal, but I feel like no one wants everyone to be lying to them, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But yeah, it's just like uh, in in that way, it really fits in this you know in the spooky season for me because yeah. it is truly like one of my worst nightmares, right? And I I I love that. <laughs> I love that. There's also like. Um, I think I think it looks great. I think San Francisco yeah. looks incredible in this yeah. movie. Like the cinematography is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like it, we. I spoiler alert for how this episode is probably going to end. This was a Criterion Blu-ray that I bought. Oh my god! So yeah, it, it started, like and I was like, incredible. "Holy shit!" It looked incredible, beautiful, beautiful. And uh, um, the other thing I wrote down that I think is like so you're. It's a movie, you know. Like, it's a movie with a twist. Mm-hmm. Or is it, kind of? It's interesting. Yeah. It's like... It, Don't give away too much, no, I'm no. telling you. I'm, I, well, I'm not trying to give away too much. I know, but I'm just saying. No, like, I mean, it has. It definitely has twists and stuff, twists and turns. Right, it's a, a, it's a mystery. It's, a, it's, it's a mystery. literally whole, called the game. The whole like, point of it is you're trying to figure out what's going on the entire time. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful the way it all resolves and works out and, and the way it all ties together and the way it all doesn't tie together and all that stuff. Yeah. But there's just moments in it where you are like within the space of 30 seconds, you think you have it figured out like three different times. Mm. And there's a scene in the cabin later where he's like, he kind of escapes the city and he's like with this woman and whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, there's, I just like, felt it happening while we were watching it Mm -hmm. that there's like three different times in that scene where you feel like oh there was just a twist in like who has the power or who's yeah who's like really in charge here Mm -hmm. or what who knows what yeah you know what i mean and it just like levels up in such a way that it, when your whole movie is about figuring out what's going on the constant disorientation of that yeah is like beautiful. Yeah. No, um, yeah, that I love that that whole scene was really great. Right. And I don't mean to get too deep about it, but it's like one of those movies mm-hmm. that to me it's like so clearly about making movies. Mm, because okay. you think about what the game, what CRS does mm. and how they orchestrate certain things and how they it's and it, and how they cast certain things and how they do set design and mm-hmm. how they do and it just like feels like it's all about constructing different realities mm-hmm. and that relates to the Truman Show and Dark City and The Matrix and Inception and like all these movies that are like high concept movies that to me when you think about them are about movies yeah and I don't know I fucking love that shit <laughs> <laughs> In conclusion, I fucking love that shit. In conclusion, I fucking love that shit. That's my thesis. (laughs) I fucking love that shit. Um, Yeah, no. And I think um, this movie, again, we're talking around it because we don't want to spoil anything. And this is definitely 
a movie that we recommend that you watch if you haven't seen it, especially if you're looking for something to watch in a spooky season, but you're not like a horror film person. Yeah. I feel like this would be a good one because it's not a horror film, right. but it is like, oh my God. It does have a scary clown also. I think I honestly <laughs> think it's on the list because there's a scary clown in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a scary clown. I have a question because yeah. you, and I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. But you are famously mm. someone who always like figures out what's going on in a movie. Uh-huh. Like, you're like, oh, that guy's the killer. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. I'm stupid. I don't know these things. Can you not tell me? Um, did you know what was going on in this movie? Um, yes and no. I think... Uh, we can talk about it off air. Yeah, well, no, I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out the best way to say it again without spoiling anything. I think I did... Um, I think I, I, I had figured out fairly early on where we were going to end up, but I, the way that we got there was nothing anyone could predict. You know what I mean? Fantastic. (laughs) Um, there's also, and they, there was a moment where they had me where I was like, oh shit, I'm wrong. Oh yeah, I know. There that was moment. a moment where that where I was Towards where I thought end. I was wrong. Yeah, because that's another thing. That's another I thing. You're constantly doing, just constantly. I know. Oh oh oh! I think I know what's going on. Oh no, I don't. Oh no, oh, I don't. I, oh wait, exactly. Yes, I do. Oh wait, no, I don't. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I fucking love that shit. <laughs> um, I think it's such a great movie. I think it's so underrated too. I think this movie. Yeah. Like I think people don't. I mean, I only know it because of you. Like yeah. Um. And I just, I think Michael Douglas is so good in this movie. He's really good at, well, and like, here's the thing. I'm trying to think of a a single other film where I'm like, Michael Douglas is the draw for that film. And I can't come up with anything. Right. So, yeah, he's great in this. He's, he was big in, I mean, Michael Douglas, I love Michael Douglas. Uh Yeah, like I have no qualms with Michael Douglas, but. Gave one of the best. Like interview quotes of all time, up there with Mark Wahlberg saying that he would have stopped 9 11, <laughs> up there with Justin Bieber saying that Anne Frank would have been a believer. Oh my God. Is Michael Douglas, when he got throat cancer, mm-hmm. gave an interview, and I'm gonna, I don't, I should look this up before I just say it, where he like said, like, yeah, I got it because I was. Oh, right, I forgot. <laughs> I was eating Catherine Zeta Jones too much or whatever <laughs> sorry you can bleep that um oh my god i fully forgot about that all right i looked it up michael douglas said he got tongue cancer from hpv he didn't specify that it was Catherine data jones <laughs> i'm sorry he also gave the many slander. interviews many interviews saying he regretted it then they got separated then they got back together it was oh my so god. it's a whole thing michael douglas you're a god <laughs> Catherine wow. Zeta-Jones, you're a goddess. Yeah. I love you both. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, anyway, he's great. I think he's great. Uh, there's a... Well, we don't have to talk about it. A lot of people talk about a huge plot hole at the very end of the movie. Okay. Like, how do I say this? I'm not going to say it. We'll figure it out. We'll talk about it offline. Yeah. If you want to text me, if you have my number and you want to text me about what the plot hole at the end of the game is and how I... <laughs> I'm okay with it. No. Oh. Feel free to text me. All right. We'll talk about it off there. <laughs> um, 
That's all I have. Great. I love that. Uh, hey, uh, is it available anywhere? No, you can't stream it anywhere. What? This is part of the problem with how are they society. Gonna, how are they going to watch it? Can you buy it? Yeah, you can You can uh, purchase it purchase on it. your Apples, your Primes, your whatevers. Okay. Or you can rent it. But but it's not available to stream. You can't just stream. stream it on any wow. of your favorite subscription services right now. The fuck? The disrespect. The disrespect. I fucking love this movie, man. I know you do, babe. I really do. I know. It's like, it's also from a time, <laughs> you're like, we're trying to move on. <laughs> it's also from a time, like, nostalgia-wise, mm-hmm. when it was like, like, 1997 uh-huh. is the year mm-hmm. that I started going to the movies every Friday. Yeah. With my friends. Yeah, yeah. My middle school friends. Yeah, yeah. My junior high pals. Yeah. With the little crew. Yeah. Going to the movies every week, every Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you go to the movies, mm-hmm. you talk about all these girls who don't like you, <laughs> and you and you go watch, like, fucking The Relic or whatever movie you're going to see. Uh-huh. The Relic was the, was the stands out in my mind for some reason. But, like, the game was like, oh, we're going to go see the game. Mm-hmm. Like, these fucking 13, 14-year-olds going like, yeah, it's the game time, bitch. Like, we're doing it. You know what I mean? Like... Like, and then, like, chanting, like, game, game, game. That's, like, a Simpsons thing where they're, like, Barton Fink. Anyway. Oh, my God. Um, That's great. Uh, anyway, it's just, like, such a nostalgia thing. 1997, fucking great year. Great year. <laughs> Question for you, sir. Hi. What's the connection? Sean Penn of The Game mm-hmm. was in a movie called Before Night Falls. Mm-hmm. With Johnny Depp. Well, shit, of that's Sweeney easy. Todd. So that was easy. There it is. Um, yeah, I never saw it before Night Falls. It stars Javier Bardem. It's by mm. Julian Schnabel. I'm supposed to be good. <laughs> never saw it. <laughs> Great. Our next movie is Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street from 2007, directed by Tim Burton. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. IMDb summary is the legendary tale of a barber who returns from wrongful imprisonment in 1840s London, bent on revenge for the rape and death of his wife, and resumes his trade while forming a sinister partnership with his fellow tenant, Mrs. Lovett. Okay. That's pretty good. It's okay. I mean, it's, a it's like, like, and then this, and then this, and then this. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. But that's pretty good. That's like hitting all the hitting all the beats. All yeah. The beats. So this is Sweeney Todd. It is, um, it's probably my favorite musical. Not my favorite movie, but like probably okay. my favorite musical. This and Jesus Christ Superstar. I was gonna say JCS though. Um, it's. But when we saw it, and I always think of this as a Christmas movie because I think we saw it at it Christmas. Was, I think it was released around Christmas. It was yeah. like the Christmas musical that yeah. year when they were doing that every year after yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Um, Dream Girls. Nine. Remember nine? Nine. No, I don't remember. Nine yes. was supposed to be one of the big ones, and then we went to see it, and I was like, like, oof, but what, yeah. what is this? And then also, no one ever speaks of nine. No, even though it's we don't talk of, about nine. One of the five movies that Daniel Day Lewis has been in. Um, <laughs> But anyway, so this is like, was like a big movie musical mm-hmm. directed by Tim Burton in all his Tim Burtonness. Yeah. This is our second Tim Burton movie, I believe, after Corpse Bride. Oh, our third then after oh. Batman Returns. Oh, and um, which was episode twenty four, which mm-hmm. obviously everyone remembers, oh my and God. Corpse Bride, which was episode fifty four. I don't think he directed Corpse Bride. But oh, it really? Was like his name it was just and like, his like Tim Burton universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, his aesthetic. Aesthetic, right? His white and thin. White and thin. Very white. 
very thin. Jesus. Um, so <laughs> this is Sweeney Todd. It is a, based on a musical by Stephen Sondheim. Know him? Know him. Uh, the God. And it's exactly what that summary says. It's a. It's kind of like this urban legendy kind of tale. Yeah. That get, then got written up uh, many times. It like kind of um, and uh, it's. What am I saying? I don't know. I um, lost it. You take over. <laughs> I lost it. I lost it. No, it's a musical. It's it's one of the most uh, popular musicals uh, written by Stephen Sondheim. It's and he actually saw a play of Sweeney Todd and thought that would be a good musical, so he wrote a musical. Right. Um, Which we it, learned on the special features when we watched them. I did know that beforehand. Oh, but. I did not. I <laughs> well, learned on the special features. Well, I. Have a de- you have a degree in the films and yep. I have a degree in the theaters. It's true. So, um, but yeah, I uh, cards on the table. Fucking love the shit out of this so very very much. I love it too. I just I so love it. Um, uh, and and Stephen Sondheim is quoted as saying it. It was the first of his uh, musical movie adaptations that he liked. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and he, and he but he said, was very involved with it. Um, so yeah, maybe that's why. Um, and, and, you know, there, I think there was a, an IMDb fun fact that was like, you know, um, Tim Burton came to him with the idea and then, and, and Sondheim was on board and then like 20 years passed yeah. <laughs> and then they made it happen. But like um, theater people don't like this movie, right? Like it's not well regarded, I right? I don't know, honestly. And I think, uh, I think I feel I like I do I I feel that way too. But I think it's maybe in this vein of like theater. Okay, so here, so here's the thing with it. Uh, it's a movie and it's not a musical. I mean, like it is a musical movie, but it's a movie. It's not a, a stage musical. Right. And so they had to adapt it for a film. Right. And. People who love Sondheim love Sondheim. And people who love Sweeney Todd love Sweeney Todd. And they had to do the old chop, chop, chop on this musical right. real bad to make it a movie. Right. And An I, so I two think, hours movie, by the way, which yeah. greatly appreciated. Like, wow. Right. Um, and I so I think that people are, theater people, theater purists are upset about the choppity choppity of it all. Right. Um, which I think is dumb. <laughs> um, just because I, the, the, the fact that you can't recognize as someone who loves theater, that film is not theater. And that if we wanted to just set up a camera in the back of the theater and tape the stage play, right. like, that is a thing. Sure. But like, that's not what they did here. They made it into a movie and they did it super successfully. Right. Um, so if you can't see that, I can't help you. It was basically, right. basically how I feel about that. It's, um, okay. the thing that I love about this, um, is so, so like we said, it, there were other, it was like Chicago happened, Dream Girls happened. Nine happened. Right. You know, there was this. There was this beautiful run around this time of 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 hairspray right. of movie musicals that were like good and that were like you know bringing these big shows 
to the screen and like some more successful than others and blah, 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 whatever. And I just remember the whole time feeling very excited about it as someone who loves musicals, obviously like, Oh, I can watch this whenever I want to watch it. I love that. Yeah. Um, Oh, and more people are going to see this. I love that, you know? Um, and, but Sweeney Todd, like there's a thing I, guys, I'm a, I'm a real nerd. I'm a real theater nerd. And when I go and see a show and I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for it to start. It's like my whole body is on fire. I'm just so excited and buzzy in the best way. Mm-hmm. And I get the same feeling with Sweeney Todd. Like the opening credits started yeah. and it's the, um, you know, the the opening number, I tend the tale of Sweeney Todd, but an instrumental of that. Right. They've cut this like chorus, Greek chorus kind of figure out. Yeah. Um, and just over this kind of like animated through the streets of London following a rat and right. his blood and, and credit opening credit scene. And I was just watching it. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I love it so much. Yeah. I remember when we saw it, I didn't know anything about Sweeney Todd and now I know it very well I've yeah. seen it live and I've seen the movie a million times and, yeah, yeah. and all that stuff but it's it's um, so you've got this killer cast right you've got I mean Johnny Depp well let's talk about that real quick like, that's <laughs> what I was going to say is that like this is the first time I'm watching it post Johnny Depp Amber Heard whatever that right. thing was that took over culture I didn't really pay that much attention to it but I did get the gist right that like and also am continuing to get the gist that he's become this like cause celeb among like men's rights activists and the worst kind of people and Mm -hmm. the right and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and he seems like not a good dude and, and, but you know, whatever. So it just seems like bad, but, and I was wondering, you know, in the, like, what's it going to be like to watch this movie again? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, it didn't really impact it that much for me. It didn't and impact it that much for me. that means I'm a bad person. No, or... but I think, I think it didn't impact that much, it, that much for me. And I think what happened, though, um, was, like, I remember watching it, you know, the first time and, and back in 2007 over and over again. And it was very much about how incredible he was. And there mm. was a lot of like, there's a lot of like sexy razors to the throat in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> that a it's like, horny what's happening? The whole thing. Um, including a, a part that I'll talk about in a minute. But um, so it, it really revolved around him. He plays the titular character. So that makes sense. And watching it this time, it, it felt like, not that I didn't know this before, but it felt a lot stronger of, oh yeah, he's good, but the rest of this cast is incredible. Alan Rickman is Alan just Rickman. as just the best. He's the fucking best. Um, what's his name as Timothy Spall? Who's that? The Beatle? No. But oh. he's great too. Yes, he's wonderful. Oh, Jamie Campbell Bauer? Yeah. Yeah, from Stranger Things. Yes. 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 Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah, so, so good. good. And he's a baby in this. He's a little, he's a little baby, but his Joanna is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl who plays Joanna is fine. Um, Helena Bottom Carter. Right. I was like, you haven't talked about Helena. Oh Bottom my gosh. Okay, so here's the thing I love about this uh, imagining. I think this is honestly probably another issue that real like you know original Todd Sound heads. heads. Oh, you, you went Todd Heads, I went Sond Heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, have with it is that um, 
And I think, so you think about uh, the original cast of Sweeney Todd and it's Angela Lansbury playing Mrs. Lovett. And she does this very kooky, almost like cross-eyed version mm-hmm. of Mrs. Lovett. Um, and Helena Bottom Carter, it's not that she's not funny and not having fun with it, but it's a, it's Tim Burton. So it's all like very dark and very sad and everyone's right. very, got like dark circles around their eyes and, um, like in a cartoony, like in a corpse bride way, like yeah. in a cartoony kind of like yeah. gothic way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's so well done. And I, and I love, I love that, that, that again, that they took this source material and we're like how do we put this in a movie because i don't think that the cross-eyed broad no, comedy yeah. of angela lansbury would translate to a screen yeah. that would look ridiculous um and and you know it's still got the humor in it um by the sea is super funny yeah um but uh, but it's just this completely different take, and I love Helena Bottom Carter as Mrs. Lovett. Yeah, I think I remember people saying, uh, again, this is maybe one of those situations where I'm arguing with a made-up person in my head. Mm. But You love to do that. I don't love to do it. I hate it. <laughs> it's why I try to spend less time on Twitter now. Um, but... Uh, I think I remember people saying that, like, they were... People were mad about the fact that they cast kind of, like people who weren't great singers. Sure, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I kind of love that about it. Like, mm-hmm. they, they they don't sound like singers. They sound like actors to me. Yeah. And I, for me, that's like, it just makes it so strong in terms of just the performances being, like, not understated. There's not a single understated performance in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just love, I always think of that with this movie, how they feel like, good actors instead of good singers. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that the singing's bad. I think the singing's really good. Right. The singing is totally fine. But it's like an interesting kind of um uh, uh difference or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I just remember people being mad about that and I was like, no, I think that's like on purpose and the point. Right. Well, and, and I also think that like, you know, there's a lot of like uh, anecdotes of Helena Bottom Carter talking about how much she practiced and how much she, how hard she worked to be able to sing this. Because that's the other thing is that Sondheim is not easy to sing. No. Um, and they all did it. Um, yeah. And would they be good on stage? No. <laughs> but they're not on stage. Right. They wouldn't they're in be a movie. able to do it eight times a week or whatever. Right. Exactly. So, um, and I, you know, I think that's really um, admirable, honestly, to, yeah. I mean, obviously it's nepotism. It was her, I don't know if they, I don't think, have they ever been married, Tim Burton and Alan? Oh, maybe not. They have know. children. Yeah. But, and in fact, she was pregnant during the filming of this. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, so, but. She's uh, great. I mean, she's wonderful. Yeah. Like if I could cast my wife in things, I would. So like, I get it. That'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think, uh, also like you already said it, but like, Fucking Alan Rickman, dude. Like, it's worth oh it for God. Alan Rickman. It's worth Truly. it for Alan Rickman. Truly. For nothing he's else. so... And it's and just like this... It's this crazy... He's so... Um, it's... Uh, it's it's It feels similar to uh, Michael Caine in the, in the Muppet movie. Not in that he's <laughs> out of place, but he is taking it so fucking seriously. Yeah. And you're just like, holy when he's shit, killing it, man. And you get to hear Alan Rickman sing. Oh, my God. It's yeah. so great. <laughs> and like, 
And that line that I was saying earlier. Yeah. Ugandan, sir. Ugandan. Ugandan. At my wall. At my wall. <laughs> we my, both wrote that down. My wall. <laughs> I fucking love it, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, and the kid, there's a kid in it who plays Toby. Yeah. Whose name is, it is, I have it in my brain. Totally. It is definitely, his name is Ed Sanders. <laughs> and he hasn't done much, uh, uh, not much else. I don't know if he like did theater Maybe after this. Maybe does theater or, or something. I don't know. Right. He's incredible. He's so he good. Plays, so, so, okay. We haven't really talked about the plot of this too mm, much. Sure. But um, Johnny Depp returns from abroad. Mm-hmm. Sweeney Todd returns from abroad. Sets up shop in London town. Yeah. And then, and it's all, it's a revenge story. He went, he went, he was um, wronged. His wife was stolen from him and, you know. By Judge Turpin. By Judge Turpin. So he sets up in town under an assumed name with the goal of killing Judge Turpin, who's played by Alan Rickman. Yeah. And then things ensue. And eventually, if you know anything about Sweeney Todd, you probably know about Meat pies. The worst pies in the London. The worst pies in London. And they it's a business where they sell meat pies with human meat. <laughs> but it's a revenge story and it's a tragedy about the destructive power of revenge and all that stuff. Which yeah. is like, you get it. Um, and then, but along the way, they meet Sasha Baron Cohen, <laughs> who plays Adolfo Purelli. Yeah. And I really want to hate it, but it's such a good it's performance. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And then this kid who comes with... Sasha Baron Cohen, but then eventually comes to live with Mrs. Lovett, yeah. who's played by Ed Sanders. And that kid is incredible. Mm-hmm. And what's, again, he's an actor. And what's so good about this kid, I think, mm-hmm. is that he looks like he's trying to remember his lines the whole time. <laughs> like, he really does. Yeah. But that's also what that kid would look like. Yeah. If he was in, he's like, looks out of place. He looks like he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. Yeah. But it's not like, it works so well. Mm-hmm. It's like, and I don't mean to be like, oh, it's like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights where like, he's not good, but it's yeah. the perfect performance in a way. Um, I, I like that you specified Boogie Nights as if, he, if the same thing didn't happen in The Departed. Yeah, exactly. Any other movie he's been in. But, um, but, uh. But he's just he's just so incredible, and I and also such a fun, cool, good singer um, that it's like those songs are great. I mean, it's Sweeney Todd. The songs are fucking incredible. Like they're incredible. Yeah, that's all. Um, this moves also. Like this it does. moves. It does. Like, I mean, it's tight. It's a. It's a. You know. It's a two two hour musical with a ten minute intermission. Squeeze, you know, put on screen. Right, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, it just they really they it might be longer than that three hours. It's definitely longer than two hours. Anyway, it they 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 did it. They yeah. did it. It moves. It flows. It works super well, even with all the stuff that's cut out. Um, it's just it's wonderful. The musical numbers are so cool. Um. I, I fucking love it so much. Yeah. I love it so much. And it definitely fits in with horror films. Yeah. He's I mean, it's slashing so throats. There's so much blood. That was actually one of the like facts that I saw where it was like, um, one of the selling points was Tim Burton really wanted to bring blood, the blood back into yeah. it because obviously there are limitations for the stage. Um, 
It gets so bloody. But it does get bloody, but the, the a note I have is that the blood looks weird. Yeah, it's like, it's that. It, it looks like tomato, like creamy tomato soup. red, yeah. But it's not like. It's not dark red. It's not good blood. No. I want it to be good blood. Um, I, I think it works for what I, it it's it because n- nothing is nothing look the colors in this movie are right well exactly it feels like an, it feels like an aesthetic yeah. as opposed to blood which is like interesting whatever um there is a part where so and uh this is in the the, the stage show as well but Sweeney rigs up his barber's chair so that he can slit a throat Tip the chair backwards. Right. Body falls into the basement so that it can be made into a meat pie by Mrs. Lovett. Right. Um, and there's a, a song and a scene where it's just body after body after body after body. Right. And the dummies that they use, like the oh, every the time yeah. a body crashes in the basement, like they clearly spent some time on how do we make this look and feel like a real body is crashing bloodied headfirst into a cement floor yeah. and it's just so like oh oh god oh god every time it's really good it yeah. yeah yeah and the thud the sound that it makes it's really really great yeah um, um uh yeah i mean it's also really funny like yeah there's lots of like joke jokes in it there yeah not lots of but there's enough it like feels like the game in that way where it's like Horrifying stuff is happening, but there's like a couple moments of, I mean, fucking Alan Rickman. I, the third time I'm gonna bring it up, <laughs> the line where he says like, "You gandered at my ward, sir. <laughs> sir I saw you. You gandered. You gandered, you gandered sir." You gandered, like it's so sir. funny. There's one like, fucking gag in it that is. What? It's like the, you, uh, I, you cut to they cut to Alan Rickman as Judge Turpin, mm-hmm. and he is. Doing oh this, yes, this oh, very God, long, extremely brutal sentencing of a of someone like and you he, clearly have no remorse right, and yeah. and you're just going to do this again. And right, so and, I and sentence you to hang, hang by, by the, the neck. neck until you are dead. It's this long close up of him doing this, uh, sentencing. And then they cut to the person he's sentencing and it's a child. It's a boy. And he, the, the boy just goes like hangs his head and it's so just funny. Goes like, <laughs> it's so funny. And I don't, I can't even really, I mean, I know why, but it's also like, it's one of those jokes that's funny. And then it's also funny when you, when you're like, oh, the punchline is a, the child's going to die. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it's like <laughs> such a funny idea that that would be a joke. Yeah. I don't know. I fucking loved it. Yeah. But there's like stuff like that in it too that's yeah. really fun. And yeah. Funny. There's lots of like Johnny Depp doing his Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. I mean, that he does. And he was never my favorite anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's like he's finding this. And I, I, I don't, you know. I do remember. I do remember, like back in the 2000s, when when it when it was like, oh, Johnny Depp is so amazing in this. Um. In Pretty Women, which is the song he sings with Alan Rickman. There's a part. Oh, God, what is it? Uh Oh. Combing out their hair. That, like, whoa, wail that he does. I was like, oh, my God. Jonathan Depp. so good. Um, Oh, and that, and then the part where... uh, so there's so he almost kills Judge Turpin and then somebody comes bursting in and it all falls apart and Judge Turpin runs away and he's like I missed my chance and I had him. Yeah. It's this whole song and he like slams Helena Bonham Carter into the chair and holds the blade to her throat and she like closes her eyes and winces and it's 
so hot that it's very <laughs> weird. All right. <laughs> um, anywho. Anywho. I will say I love this movie. I will say there's some pretty bad CGI in it. Sure. I think. Sure. I mean, the entire thing, like, you're 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 definitely not in London. No, and I like the staginess. I like the, yeah. the like, um, expressionistic kind of... Yeah, it like almost, set design and it all almost that stuff. feels on purpose. Like it almost feels like trying to conjure the stage. Yeah. Bring I think, the stage I into think this that film. The design of it really is doing that and is yeah. like is not trying to evoke reality in any way. It's supposed to look like Tim Burton's yeah. brain with his white people and stuff. Yeah. But I think I the CGI specifically though, for me, like kind of takes me out of it sometimes. There's mm. that long sequence in the very beginning where it's like the camera's racing through the streets of London. Yeah, that doesn't look great to me. And then the tree in by the sea where they're sitting under. Oh yeah, the whole by the sea is like why is this CGI? This looks like shit. Yeah. Um this looks like dog shit. Dog shit. Uh, so there's that kind of takes me out of it a little bit, and the, there's some staging stuff where I'm like, we couldn't kind of get a little more like creative with this staging. I, like what? Um, th- specifically, there's a part in uh, Mrs. Lovett's Meat Pies, the the kind of reprise of Pirelli's Miracle Elixir. You know? Like, oh yeah, yeah. That he's God, saying, that's good. Yeah, God, that's good. That's, sorry, that's what it's called. No. Um, which again has like the chorus oh, taken bum, out of it, bum. so the God that's good part of it is not in it. That's the stage part, but yeah. um, that we're like, it's like there's a there's a couple beats in it where like the Hound of Bottom Carter is like not facing the camera and like I don't really know where I'm supposed to be even looking at this point mm, and stuff. Okay. Um, I don't know. It was like there, there was a couple moments where I was like, this this feels like not like you forgot to direct this part. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, like the camera's on. Yeah. Yeah. But you like forgot to like do a thing. I don't know. Okay. Not that you have to do something all the time, but. Wow. But also I just want to say before we move on, A Little Priest. Yeah. Is like my favorite song from this. Yeah, man. It's so good. Yeah, man. The lyrics are so good. They're great. I, there's a thing sometimes where it comes on in the car uh-huh. and you and I sing it together and it's one of my favorite things. It's wonderful. I love that. I love singing that song with you. Hey. I love singing it with you. Great. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. Um, awesome. Is it available? You can watch it on HBO Max right now if you want to. Oh my god, do it. Uh, this do was it. a two disc set. It was. With some special features oh, on yeah. the second disc. I don't I didn't think the movie looked that good. Like no, disc wise. It looked like, fine. Yeah, but like when the titles came up, it's like you could see the little like artifacts. You know what I mean? Like where it's kind of I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. It's like, you know, sometimes, uh, how do I put this? You know, sometimes like, um, uh, like when it's a poor quality DVD and like text comes up, you can see like the ridges of it. Okay. Yeah. 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 There like was the, some of like that the happening. pixels of it. Yeah. Kind of. Exactly. Okay. That's exactly right. Okay. Um, there's some of that going on there. I think like a, you know, like a nice Blu-ray would be nice, but whatever. Wow. It's fine. Wow. It's on HBO Max right now if you want to watch it. Great. I don't think we're getting rid of either of these. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you're talking shit on Sweeney Todd like we're going to get rid of Sweeney Todd. So I think that means this is our first time Oh yeah, we're going to use the wheel. First time for the wheel, So when we can't baby. decide on what to get rid of, because the whole point of the podcast is that we get rid of one of the movies, uh, we have to do these rules. Um, your brother Shep made this wonderful... 
wheel for us. Where Bust a deal, face the wheel. Right, which is a quote from Mad, Mad Max, Max Beyond Thunderdome. Which is where Deathmatch comes from. Deathmatch comes from. And here's the sound Suit of center. the wheel. There it is. And so we're going to spin the wheel. We're going to spin the wheel, and it's baby. it's going to tell us what to do. Because again, when we can't decide, there's mm. we have to we have to do something. Yeah. Now, just a reminder: we haven't done this in a while, mm. so just a reminder for people: some of these rules are like, <laughs> what? You too much preamble? Go ahead. So some of these rules are like <laughs> you. There's a poison pill rule, the atom rule, where like you have to get rid of both of them. Yeah. There's a rule where you have to phone a friend there's a rule where you have to you know get rid of one that's still wrapped in your collection somewhere so anyway there's all these rules we're gonna spin the wheel here we go we're gonna spin the wheel ready do it that's call michelle Michelle. (laughs) she's gonna get rid of the game i don't want to Uh, what no absolutely not you can't say that we're calling michelle we're calling michelle I love you, Michelle. We're not. It's not about you. It's about me saying goodbye to the game from nineteen. Hey, you don't know what she's gonna say. I do know what she's gonna say. You don't. She might not be. She always talks about how we always get rid of the musical. Uh oh. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Am I on the podcast? (laughs) Oh my god, I'm on the podcast. Oh, did you think you were gonna have to like come babysit our children? I was like, I was like, where are they tonight? No, we're at home and we're we're recording our podcast. No. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this. Okay, I can maybe. I can maybe. You made a rule that made it so that you did this podcast. Of course. I love being on this podcast. Okay. Yeah. Tell so, me, tell me everything. So or whatever you're allowed to tell me. Yeah. So you're, you have to pick which movie we're getting rid of. Oh no. And it's going to hate me if I pick wrong again. <laughs> Your choices are the game. Okay. Or Sweeney Todd, the demon barber of Fleet oh, Street. Jesus. Well, <laughs> it's the game mm-hmm. or Sweeney Todd. <laughs> Uh, I've never seen the game before. You've never seen a game? No. <laughs> Thank you, Luke. <laughs> it's so good. Okay, here are the questions I wish I asked last time. Okay. Are either of these streaming? Um, Sweeney Todd is streaming on HBO Max right now. The game right. is not. The game is not streaming, but you can, I mean, you can rent it. You have to pay for it. It's not. You can re- yeah. Okay. Okay. Are there any special features on on these discs? Michelle, I'm glad you asked. Uh, the game is a uh, Criterion Blu-ray, oh, which means that it has lots of special features, commentaries, documentaries. Okay, okay. Sweeney Todd also has a lot of documentaries and stuff on its second disc, including a documentary we watched featuring one Stephen Sondheim. Yes. Okay. Oh, oh no. my God. I oh, mean, no. I can't. Well, you're I'm really... still grieving over Stephen Sondheim. I don't know if we all I are. can right? toss Stephen Sondheim in the trash, mm-hmm. but... Based on Luke's But the reaction. game has James Rebhorn. He's also dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm scared about that guy. James dead. Yeah. Yeah, Luke. Get on board. Okay, oh, listen. No. I know how this is going. And oh, this wait, is, I guess, Sorry. I yeah. confused him with uh, James Cromwell. No, <laughs> no, James Cromwell's still kicking. Yeah, still kicking. <laughs> uh, okay. Do. This is just what I have to do to even the playing field. <gasps> 
I wait before you make your decision. I just want to remind you that you always complain about how we always get rid of the musical. I'm just saying. I know it's true. Oh my god, this is horrible. <laughs> I want to take myself out of the thing. Yeah, you. But Mike, Mike, well, he got so excited when he thought he was winning. The game is so good. The game is so good, and you can't so get it anywhere. Good. And it's Criterion Blu-ray. Yeah, mm-hmm. and sweet. And Johnny Depp is questionable. Oh, that's Johnny true. Depp is but questionable. Johnny Depp has been. Michael Douglas is questionable. No, he's not. Michael Douglas, the god. He said he got throat cancer from giving his uh, wife uh, cunnilingus. No, I looked it up. He said he got tongue (laughs) cancer from HPV. Oh my god! That had from cunnilingus that had nothing to do with his wife. Okay, I believe it was it was a sex worker. Oh, oh, okay. Well, well great. I didn't say that. That's some slander (laughs) on the podcast. Take a turn. Okay, listen. You know I do this with a heavy heart. But I I will choose the game. Wow. Michelle, we're friends no. again. Wow. I know. Wow. Wow. It's, I know. A, it's a dark day here on the podcast. Yeah. Liza, Liza, please just don't hate the player. Okay, wow. But she liked the game. Wow. I did also, like the game. People will remember uh I'm that this was uh this this is a follow up to episode 55 where Michelle got rid of Ravenous for Oh my us. god. That's what we're talking about. Oh my god. I'm and doing a lot you, more recapping. You, you still are holding it against me so I hope that this redeems me a little bit. We could all go back to being friends now. Okay, we can speak <laughs> maybe again. I have to take myself out of maybe maybe now this is what what we're going to do with this rule. Maybe you now call Luke instead of instead of me. He he can have this burden now. I would, say, I would maybe maybe Michelle should watch the game to see if she stands by her decision. Well, she we won't. have a Criterion Blu-ray that you could borrow. <laughs> you would watch it in heartbeat. So good. Okay, so good. I mean, oh we'll, we'll we'll borrow the we'll borrow it from them. But I've made my decision, and my decision has to stand. Great. Wow. Well, lucky for you, you made a decision that allows you to borrow our our Blu-ray of the game. So. <laughs> Um, listen, thank you so much. Uh, okay. I'm never really speaking sorry, to you Liza, again. You. It's fine. Okay, bye, friends. Bye. Bye. Wow. Wow, 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 what wow, wow. We still have what to pick our next movies. Yes, we do. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, thanks for nothing, Michelle, I guess. Thanks. I mean, I love both these movies, and you like both. You like the game. So, great. Well, thank you, Sweeney Todd. I'm sure we'll see you again. We will attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. More time. Okay. Um, Really quickly before we end it here, we have put up polls on Instagram for sure because I'm in charge of Instagram. And on Twitter for sure because by the time you're listening to this, I will have done it. (laughs) I didn't Um, do it yet, but I will. Or our mini-sodes. We are letting you guys pick what we watch. We're going to watch an additional scary movie because we want to make sure we cram as much scary into Spooky Month as we can. So one of them is going to be streaming from home and one of them is going to be in the theaters. And our next mini soda is going to be one or the other. I haven't decided which yet. So we need you to go to the polls and we need you to vote for what you would like for us to watch and review and talk about with, with you lovely folks. So make sure you head on over to Instagram or Twitter uh, and vote. Great. Let's pick our second spooky season matchup. Let's do it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 209. A random number between 1 and 209 is 19. 19? 19. Why, that's from 1981, An American Werewolf in London. Oh. 
okay. Um, I am not sure that I've seen this. Oh, yeah. I think I have, but I think it feels like one of those ones where it's like, I, I've seen it through osmosis. Like, I haven't sat down and watched it, but other people have watched it so much around right. me that I've seen it. Does that I definitely sense? have watched it in the past year. Yeah. And uh, I I think it's a good one to do. Uh-huh. I think it's good. I'm excited. Great. All right. Let's see what's going up against it. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Pick a number between 1 and 209. A random number between 1 and 209 is 182. Whew. You ready? I'm ready. From 2008, a little movie called The Strangers. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I just clenched my butt so hard. <laughs> the eye. Oh, my God. It's so scary. It is. It's so it scary. Is. It's so scary. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Yeah. Well, get ready to not be all right, because we're going to watch The Strangers. Oh, no. Okay. 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 Well, and here's the thing, is that, like, typically when there's a movie that's, like, really super scary, a la The Strangers, after we finish watching it, I'm like, we can't talk about it. Because if I talk about it, then my brain will keep thinking about it, so we got we to gotta stop talking about it. But now I'm going to be forced to talk about it. You're going to be forced to really talk about it. Also, like, let's see. It might not be as scary. Maybe anymore. it won't be as scary. I feel like it's not going to be as scary as it once was to us. <sighs> okay. I will, okay. Be, I will be checking behind me the entire movie. I'm scared. Ah, no! Oh, my God, no! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no! <laughs> okay, great. The Strangers can't wait. All right. All right. American so, Werewolf in London. Right. I'm excited to see it, because I... Like I said, I don't think I've ever actually sat yeah. down and watched it. Which so. is not, I would not say that's a scary. Yeah, it doesn't, kind of a werewolf doesn't strike me as like, yeah. uh, I mean, like, listen, I guess if I encountered an actual werewolf, sure, that'd be scary. But right. I don't know that they exist. So. Right. It's more of a horror comedy, kind of the quintessential horror comedy, but also. It's Mr. Bixler, right? From my group? Yeah, it is Mr. Bixler. Yeah. yeah. Griffin Dunn, yeah. I think. Anyway, great. So a, a kind of scary movie, but not really scary movie paired with a terrifying movie great i love that perfect and thank you so much for listening especially if you got this far we're dvd deathmatch in all the places we got the insta we got the twitter we got the gmail we got the world wide web and i hope that you are feeling just a little bit spooky just a little bit spooky just a little bit spooky spooky just the right amount of spooky all right right. come back next time see who survives dvd Deathmatch. Death what? Um, Aaron Judge, the mm-hmm. Yankee who's like has been trying to get break the record of home runs or whatever, and he did it. It's like been days and days. Was he gonna do it? And he did it tonight. That's all. Sports ball. <laughs> Sports ball. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We love a sports ball in this house. This house runs on coffee and sports ball. I don't I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> um